Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show. And before we get to this next video, I just wanted to tell you that if you are looking for a way to make some money, to get get yourself into the green, get out of the red, hook up with me. It, it's very, very, very simple. Just go to attaboy.com, A-T-A-B-O-Y.com, and I will show you how to make some money with a low investment. And it's something I'm doing myself. It's not something I'm just hawking. So do it today. Hyperfund is the is the place. And uh, again, attaboy.com. Uh, you can watch a little video that I've put together for you. You can watch some other videos there, and you can learn for yourself how to get yourself some cash. So let's do it, okay? All right, here's the video you actually came to see. Some uh, solo stuff from him, and uh, of course, Jack Frost from Seven Witches. But uh, he put out a couple solo albums. I'm sure you're well aware, Chris. I am, brother. Those are great ones. <laughs> uh, the name of the uh, tune is Out in the Cold from the CD of the same name. It's my good friend Terry Lou singing for me, right? Wow, you're really good at that. I know who plays in my band sometimes, Neely. <laughs> I got to tell you, a year ago, I can't believe it's been a year ago already, but uh, when I was out at NAM, which there is no NAM this year just due to this uh, this fake virus that doesn't exist. Hey, hey. <laughs> You're gonna be you're gonna be taken from your house and murdered for that. Probably. Uh last year when I was out at NAM mm. out Anaheim, uh our good friend Jack Frost was out there and I got to uh, reconnect with him and uh, hung out with him for a little bit. And uh it was it's always good to see Jack. It's it's kind of funny because Jack is a really nice guy. Yeah. Just a really friendly guy. Just you know. But when it comes to the relationship between you and I and Jack, mm -hmm. he's always really guarded. Well, it's because he got smacked for his own mouth. I know. And I get that. And, but the fact is, is that when he relaxes and, and can just kind of hang out and talk, yeah, he's just like, just a real bro. He is totally, but, but it's really funny because even when I was out there, he was, uh, doing some pre-production work for that, uh, that heavy metal hall walk of walk a hall of fame or whatever the fuck they call it. thing. Right. Sure. And he was busy doing some production stuff and, you know, he saw me, but he was working, you know, and I got it and I didn't bother the guy. Sure. And then I saw him the next day at the NAM convention at the, uh, Anaheim convention center. Right. And then he was all real apologetic. It was just like, uh, you know, I saw you dude and I'm really sorry to couldn't talk because I was really busy and this and that. And I was just like, yeah, I get it. You were working, you were doing, you know, whatever it is that you were doing. And it goes, well, I didn't want to come off like I was ignoring you because I know you and Chris would smash me on the show for being a dick. And it's just like, dude, I get it. You're, you're doing a job. You know, I'm not going to be offended because you can't stop in the middle of what you're doing to sit there and have a conversation with me, you know, 
Well, I just thought that maybe you would go back and say that I snubbed you and I ignored you and I was being a dick. And it's, it's like you were in the middle of doing pre-production work. What am I going to do? Jack, you didn't talk to me, man. Yeah, we're going to the air to air our grievance with Jack. Exactly. Jesus. But then, but then Bob Nelbandian and I, you know, we ran into him at the uh, at the NAM. Right. And we, we talked to him for like a half an hour. Sure. You know, and he was just like, man, I'm really glad you came by and said hello. And, you know, I, I just wanted to make sure we were all good. It's like, Jack, we're good, man. I love you, dude. Yeah. You're a bro. Yeah. And we had nothing to say bad about him, what, two years ago or whatever when we did um, uh, McNeese's thing. No, of course not. We, we enjoyed seeing him. Yeah, it was cool. And he gave you some lace pizza. Yeah, exactly. Got me high from pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny that he's just always so sketchy about us. I know. You know, but I love seeing Jack. I, I know most of you probably don't know Jack Frost from Jack shit. Right. But, you know, he's a talented guitarist and, sure. you know, he, he's, he's, who, who's he playing with now? I mean, I, we're, we're, Last I knew, he was doing. He was in the band with that that blonde-haired black guy, Gene Bouvois. Yeah, well, yeah, that. But I thought he had like done something with somebody else too. I thought he had, like joined forces with somebody. But well, yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, Jack, Jack's a journeyman guitarist, and he works with a lot of different people. You know, and not you know not only does he do Seven Witches, but you know, he's, he's done what would that Bronx casket company and yeah. he played with, um, sabotage, sabotage. And we hooked them up with jo- Joey Belladonna, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's just done a lot of stuff with a lot of different people because he's a journeyman guitarist. Yeah. That's yeah. what he does. That's how he makes his living. I don't, the last thing I see that he's listed as is something called diesel with taz moraz of seven witches mike lapond who's another guy that's in every goddamn band right symphony x and jim pepe on lead vocals i don't know anything about that band though all right but but the thing is is this is what this guy does for a living Mm -hmm. he's a journeyman uh musician yeah and you know both chris and i got to know him you know 20 years ago Mm-hmm. You know, and he's always been a really good dude and just real friendly. And, you know, I, I've, I've met up with Jack on, geez, at least a dozen occasions. Yeah. But, but since that one incident where he bashed, um, Dan what, Lorenzo, Dan Lorenzo. Yeah. Boy, he, he's always been just sort of real, just kind of sketchy about us. Yeah. But then when he, you know, when he thinks everything's cool, he just kind of loosens up. <laughs> it's just funny, though. Dude, want to talk about the tiniest circle of life? I interviewed Lorenzo this week. For yeah, me. I know. I saw that. <laughs> how was that? How, how did that go? What was it like? Oh, it what was, was it like interviewing Dan Lorenzo? It was amazing. Let me just tell you, it was it might have been the greatest interview of all time. <laughs> What are you supposed to say when somebody asks, what's it like? Well, that, that was the joke. I know. I, I mean, it's, it's like, all right, it was an interview. We chatted. It, so, it happened. So what, what is he promoting 
today? Um, um, Vessel of Light, which is his new band with um, Nathan Opposition, who's from Cleveland. Okay. And it's it's like a doom metal type of a type of a crowbarish sort of a thing. Sorta. Okay. It doesn't sound like crowbar per se, but it's that slow thing. Kind of slow, doomy yeah. metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's good. I mean, it's definitely a good band. So, but yeah, we chatted with Dan. So it's just ironic that we chat with Dan and you bring up Jack. So it's. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's just. It's just funny because I I love Jack as a guy. You know, he's he's a good dude. I mean, you know, I I like hanging out with him. I've hung out with him on numerous occasions. Mm-hmm. He used to call in the show pretty regular. Yeah, and and to see him out at Nam last year and you know hanging out and stuff, it was cool to see him. And you know, it's just like, oh man, Neely, dude, you know, you're my brother. <laughs> It's kind of like Chip's Enough. Same uh, thing. Yeah, Chip's another one. Anytime you run into Chip, it's like, hey, brother. Of course. <clears throat> Good to see you. Yeah. So so after doing this show for 25 years, th- those are some characters that I personally find endearing yeah. and go, you know, I'm glad I know those guys. It's funny because I think we like the lesser known guys more than the bigger names. Yeah. Cause they're, they're just, they're just dudes, you know, scratching out a living and trying to do what they can. And they go out there and perform and they travel and they, you know, they, they, you know, lend their craft to what, whatever it is that can make them a couple of bucks for, for for a living. And it's like, yeah, I respect that. You know, it's just funny when you think of our bros in the business outside of Don, it's all the. Jack Frost, uh, Eric Ferentino's, right. uh, Sean, Sean Nichols. Yeah, of course. You know, and on and on it goes. I mean, it, it's those guys, John Levin, you know, it, it's def- John McNabb. Yeah. Sean McNabb, you know, it, it's definitely not Rob Halford and, you know, Tony Iommi, but it's okay. Chip's enough. Chip's enough. So, I don't know. Is Chip a bigger one or not a bigger Who one? Knows? I mean, he, he just, he plays with other people outside of enough's enough, obviously. Sure. You know, he does what, what is it? Uh, Berlin or missing persons, missing persons. Yeah. yeah he does a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, Adler's appetite. Yeah. I don't think we care what chips playing in. We just like chip. Yeah. Chip's a good dude. Chip could be in a fucking salsa band and we'd be <laughs> more than willing to promote it just because it's chip. Yeah, chip chips uh, chip has always been good with us. That's always. Cool. Always. Mm-hmm. Always very accommodating. Hey man, come on my bus or you know, come back and hang out with me or you know, sit sit here and ta- talk with me, man. Yeah. No. Dude, it it's cool too because you know, lately and I don't know why this has been happening, but lately all of a sudden I'm making like friends with other guys that I wouldn't like, like just kind of out of the blue, I got a, a message from Jeff plate. Oh yeah. Jeff plate. And you know, metal church, obviously. And, uh, and sabotage and, sabotage, you know, yeah. and you know, but I, I mean, I don't really know Jeff, but I did an interview with him for his band all terrain. And, um, and then he reached out and was just like, Hey, what's up? You know, he's like friendly with me. And then another guy that's friendly with me, and 
I, I just interviewed with him yesterday, actually, but I ain't going to lie. I thought he was going to come in and just be hateful, but he's been messaging me, too, and completely nice. Carl Kennedy. Okay. And I just thought after we trashed his fucking party all night song, he would be like <laughs> the rods, the, the rods that party all night. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought he was going to be angry or something, but he couldn't have been nicer. Couldn't be nicer in messages. Was great on the interview. You know, good dude, man. Yeah. I, I interviewed Carl boy a couple years ago. Right. Real nice, friendly guy. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that, that party all night song was <laughs> awful. Not good, but yeah, the rods. It's, funny. it's, it's funny because the, the interview was for something that we're doing with um, CMS podcast network for this guitarist, John Hahn. We're, we're like world premiering his video and Carl played on it and he played on Carl's solo album um, a couple years ago when it probably whenever you interviewed him, he played on Carl's solo album and, um, and Matt, who I do aftershocks with heard the heard you know, he's a, he listens to CMS. So he heard the, the rods thing, the party all night thing. And he actually said to me, he's like, Jesus, I didn't know what was coming. <laughs> Cause he was like, man, you guys killed that song. Well, it wasn't good. No, it wasn't good, but we like Carl. I mean, we do like Carl and, you know, I don't think either of us is a huge rods fan, but I think yeah. we in general, like the rods. Well, our, our, our friend, uh, Veronica, she worked a little bit with the rods too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think we had any hate or malice necessarily in our, in us about that song. We just hated that song. Yeah. It was just like, mm, okay. <laughs> just was so repetitive yeah but whatever just it's just funny how this world works of you know we we can be honest and and i honestly think that that's what it is is that you know we're honest about it and if carl would have brought it up to me you know i would have addressed it i wouldn't have i wouldn't have run from it and said oh no you know well since we had brought up jack frost and you brought up jeff plate yeah um Jeff had played with, um, with, um, um, Jack at some point. Okay. And there was, when I was going out to see metal church, I was talking to Jack, you know, I was going like, I'm going out to see metal church. I think I was talking to him on the phone. We were just shooting the shit one day. Okay. This was back when, um, what was it? Into the light. Okay. Yeah. I think that, that that's the metal church, uh, album. Is that the right? Is that um, the right? Something like that. Yeah. So I, I said, I'm going to go out to see metal church tonight. And he goes, well, give Jeff plate my best. Okay. That's what he told me. So I went back and I met up with uh, the guys from metal church and I ran into Jeff Right. I said, Oh, Hey, I got a message for you. Jack Frost says, give Jeff my best. And he goes, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, he was like really serious. And I was like, well, yeah, I just was like on the phone with him today. I just, he told me to tell you that. And he goes, is he fucking with me? (laughs) I was just like, I don't think so. I, he just told me to say, Hey, give my Jeff my best. Right. And he was just like, oh, I thought you were just being, 
you know, I, I thought you were being a wise ass or something. Why? Well, apparently something happened between Jack and Jeff. Oh, okay. And, and again, I wasn't aware of it. Sure. But he just said, yeah, hey, give give Jeff my best. Well, he set you up. Yeah. And again, I, I didn't know anything about it. And he goes, I said, no, he was being sincere. And he goes, oh, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Maybe that was payback for the Dan Lorenzo thing. <laughs> I don't know the answer. <laughs> but I, I just remember the look on his face was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Jesus. I was like, well, I'm just telling you what he told me to tell you. And then you're like, Ooh, well, I'm sorry that I brought this up. All right. <laughs> By the way, that album was called a light in the dark. Yeah. Light in the dark. There you go. But you know, regardless, that's, that was my Jeff plate story. Nice. He's but, a nice guy. Yeah. He, he's, you know, I I've talked to him on like two different occasions. Right. And you know, real nice guy, real friendly. Sure. You know, and then of course he left metal church and, and, um, uh, Stet Howland took his place. Right. And then I read into, uh, Stet last year at the NAM and, uh, he couldn't have been nicer too. Does Stet still have that, that unbelievably squared up goatee? <laughs> I think so. Yes. Yeah. He looks like um he looks like Chuck Zito's character in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, you? I agree. You know, it's it's so squared up hard. It's like, whoa, and it's so dyed black. It's like, <laughs> stop it. You're not 22, you're like in your 50s. Right. But uh yeah. So, yeah, I ran into Stet last year and, you know, he couldn't have been nicer. Yeah, he's a nice cat too. Yeah, so I don't know. All these guys who, you know, who've been in the business forever, you know, they're not, uh, you know, household names or name brand names, but boy, could, couldn't be nicer. They're CMS legends. All of them. <laughs> Pretty much. Nader. Yeah. Nader. Yeah. I hit him up this week. Why has he not been on in like two fucking years? Well, you know, he really isn't doing anything. He lives down in, um, you know, Mexico now. Does he? Well, he lives down in uh, Baja. Okay. Yeah, that's where he lives. All right. He he left uh, Las Vegas. I did not know. And he lives down in Baja now, and I hit him up uh, on New Year's Eve. Okay. And basically said, hey, you need to come on the show and, you know, kind of bring everybody up to date and yeah. see what's going on. Because I don't know if he's, you know, obviously with the COVID, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of killed any live performances. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he was out there doing some shows on mostly on the West coast. Right. You know, with the, uh, his, his version of London. Yeah. That, but, what was that album? Call me a girl or something. Yeah. Call that girl. Call, oof, didn't like that album. Uh, it's just like, I'm not sure what that was all about. It wasn't metal enough. It was too, no, soft. it was more pop. Yeah. It was too soft. And I didn't get the whole call that girl shit, but mm. regardless of that, I love Nader. I do too. But, uh, again, I text with him on new year's Eve and I told him he should, you know, he needs to come on the show and let us know what's going on. Sure. But again, I don't know what he does. Yeah, you just come on and bust balls as far as I'm concerned. Well, that's, you know, but he lived in Vegas for probably five or six years. Right. But he left Vegas like 
almost two years ago. Well, he had that residency for a while, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But then uh, he moved to Baja, Mexico, and as far as I know, that's where he's at. But I, I don't know what he does for, like, a living or anything. Yeah, I have no idea. You know, I, I know I see him and Mona just fucking killing killing the government on a daily basis. All right. So, so he's out there still social media. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I'm not on social media, so I have no idea what anybody does. It's more Mona than him, but I see him every once in a while. He's much more the Twitter person and Mona's more of a Facebook person, but okay. But yeah, Mona's like suspended every other fucking week for her <laughs> fucking songs. So I guess he took his chick with him. I would imagine so. I, I, I mean, I see pictures of him and her every now and again. All right. So I think they're still, they're still a thing, but yeah, she's funny because she, she's recorded like a million songs that are like Epstein eats young pussy or so, you know, they're fucking, they're, they're these horrendous fucking anti-leftist songs. All right. <laughs> Podesta likes to fuck kids and you know I, I mean they're just horrendously vicious songs and I love it because she just I don't know Mona at all I mean but she seems like a sweetheart she looks like a sweetheart I mean but man her songs are fucking harsh all right well, <laughs> I, I I really don't know a whole lot about her as my, you know myself right I I don't think let's see I met her once okay just once but I don't know her from Adam. Yeah. But apparently she must have gone with him to uh Baja, Mexico. Well, they've been together a long time. They're yeah, pretty, it's been a while. They're pretty much married at this point. <laughs> Aren't they? I I guess if you want to still apply common law. Well, I don't even know what's the law in Mexico. I have no idea. Uh, you know. Oh, for, right. whoever, for whoever who who wrote that rock and roll cola uh mona what's her last name fishman i have no idea i guess oh. that's what her name fishman yeah. look up mona fishman on um i think probably youtube or something you could probably find her songs but she's out there she definitely has her songs out there a lot of trump songs a lot of trump songs a lot of pro trump songs they're all they're all jump on the trump train right well, for quote unquote minorities, they're breaking the rules. They shouldn't be supporting Trump. What minority is she? Isn't she a white chick? I have no idea. I thought she was a white chick. Well, I'm I'm just going by what Nader is. Mm. Nader's so. a white guy, isn't he? Nader? Nader de Priest? Yeah. No. He's, he's, I, I know. He's Hispanic, <laughs> but regardless. I'm kidding. I know. All right. All right. Well, speaking of Hispanic or or people who are not supposed to support the president mm-hmm. because they're they're minorities. Okay. While they once shared the small screen together as Xena and Hercules. Okay. Lucy Lawless and Kevin Sorbo have a li- they have little in common these days. The right wing Sorbo 62. Can you believe Kevin Sorbo is 62? 62, geez. 62. Wow. 
who starred in Her- who starred in Hercules, le- the legendary journey from 1995 to 1999. Did you ever watch any of those episodes? That was a show I was not into. Was no, I, I didn't watch any of those. I, I know who he is, but I, I did not watch the series at all. Me either. I, I will tell you a quick story, though. Okay. Uh, back in 1990, I'm going to say it was probably like 97 or 98, I think. Right. Um, when I was working for a truck driving school there in Akron, mm-hmm. some, some guy, uh, I guess my company, the, the company that I work for advertised that they had quote unquote drivers for hire. Okay. So some, some guy out of Youngstown, Ohio wanted a driver to drive his, um, Penske moving truck full of furniture Okay, from Youngstown to, um, uh, where was it in California? It was, um, I think it was like San Dimas, California. Okay. It's a long drive. Yeah. He needed somebody to drive his, his moving truck full of furniture from, from Youngstown to out in California. And he would pay for the driver and then fly the driver back. Okay. So I was selected to do the run. Okay. So I drove this uh, rental truck full of furniture from Youngstown out to California. Mm. And I stopped at uh, out in out at the uh, California Nevada state line, which there's a place out there called uh, the prima Donna. If anybody knows anything about, uh, you know, Nevada, California state line, Mm -hmm. I think it's called, it it was called prim at the time it was called prim, but it was called the prima Donna hotel casino, uh, all this, there's a golf course there, the whole thing that off of 40. No, it's right there on uh, I 15. Okay. So I stopped out there on my way to, um, down into Southern California and I stopped there and I, I went out there and I went into the cafe in the morning to get some, uh, breakfast. Right. And the, the, um, the waitress at the uh, cafe was just like, you know who you look like? Because I had, you know, I had long hair and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. You look like that Hercules guys, that Kevin Sorbo guy. Nice. <laughs> Are you him? Yes, I am. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. It was like, okay, if that's what you think. You should have <laughs> grabbed your, you should have grabbed your knife from the silverware and swung it around a little bit. Well, wow. <laughs> I am. I'm Hercules. Yeah. But it was, it was the weirdest thing. It was just like, okay, if that's what you think that I look like. All right, cool. But, uh, that, that's, that's the comparison I had. Nice. (laughs) All right. Um, the right wing Sorbo, Mm -hmm. because he, he's a conservative that makes him right wing, I guess. Of course it does. Who starred in Hercules, Mm -hmm. a legendary journey from 1995 to 1999. 
shared a photo on Twitter. Mm, good. Of some of the men who stormed. I, I hate the fact that they always got to add this commentary. They mm. stormed it like they broke through the lines or something. They violently breached the perimeter. Exactly. That that didn't happen. <laughs> I, I saw some of the video and I saw that the uh, some of the Washington um, security or police or whatever it is that they are. They they just opened the gates. I didn't see I didn't see anyone storm I anywhere. Did. I did. Did you? Yeah, it, it was white Trump supporters. They were, were they were they storming the Capitol? I think this is not this is not intense enough. I think they violently they violently attacked the Capitol. Did they? That's the way I saw it. They they violently attacked with racist fervor. Did they did, did they have a Confederate flag flying in the wind as well? Well, there was one of those there. I did yeah. see that. <laughs> but it's just so funny how the media uh, reports things. They storm the Capitol. Oh, that's why you just have to make fun of their their fucking words. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I saw a lot of the video. I I went back just you know in preparation for the show today. Sure. I didn't see anybody storming anywhere. Hmm. I I just saw some people just walking in. I saw that the hmm. local police or the the Washington police just opening the gates and motioning them in. Yeah. But I didn't see anybody storming anything like they were bum rushing something. Well, I'm still waiting for Nancy Pelosi to take a knee for Ashley Bobbitt. <laughs> I'm waiting for that and to dress like Ashley, like she did the fucking the rioters in over the summer. No, no, no. Peaceful protesters. All right. Peaceful protesters. Yeah. When they nonviolently stormed every goddamn city in this country. Right. All right. Anyway, uh, he took the Twitter. Mm, Good. Of some of the men who stormed the U.S. Capitol on Wednesday claiming they don't look like patriots to me. He wrote this? Um, the right-wing Sorbo who starred on Hercules, the legend, blah, 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 shared a photo of Twitter, on Twitter, of some of the men who stormed the Capitol on Wednesday. They don't look like patriots to me. Mm-hmm. Previously c- claimed that those who stormed the Capitol weren't actually Trump supporters, mm-hmm. but Antifa demonstrators, ah. though Lawless 52, oh, I didn't realize she was as young as she is, 52. Mm-hmm. How old are you? 52. All right. So you're the same age. Yeah, me and old Square Jaw got something in common. <laughs> Who starred in the Hercules spinoff, Xena. Mm-hmm. The Warrior Princess from 1995 to 2001, she called him out. Wow. Um, the photo featured one, one bearded man mm-hmm. holding a red flag that read Trump for president and another man wearing a Viking helmet. Holding an American flag. 
Wait a minute, Neely. You forgot you forgot the photo he had of the tanks rolling in and knocking the doors down as they stormed the Capitol with furious fervor. So basically she's got a photo of basically two people. Yeah. Two people speak for all. Mm-hmm. The original tweet asked, do these look like Trump supporters or leftist agitators disguised as Trump supporters? Now, I hate to say it, but there is some truth to that. <laughs> all right. When Sorbo tweeted, they don't look like patriots to me, Lawless responded, no peanut. They are not patriots. They are your flying monkeys. What? Homegrown terrorists. Q non actors. Q non actor? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> peanut. Peanut. How peanut. about that? How about this for both of them? How about you both shut the fuck up until we get some evidence of who these fucks are? Yeah. How about that? Neither one of you knows. You dummies. Well, that's the whole thing as we got to jump to conclusions immediately. Of course. They are the douchebags that go out and do the evil bidding of people like you. Yeah. When they were destroying fucking Portland. Oh, no. Those were peaceful. They were peaceful protests. Yeah, they were. They they had a reason. They had a cause, man. Right. Who like to wind them up like toys and let them do their worst, she added, with hashtags. Well, you know, she said when she added the hashtags. Next thing you're going to do is tell me they were in all caps, too, Neely. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hashtag. Keeping your filthy hands clean and hashtag enabler <laughs> and hashtag haven't worked in 25 years. When was the last time you heard about Lu- Lucy? <laughs> I didn't even know she was still alive. Well, again, the last time I even seen or heard about Lucy. Lucy Lawless was on like Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think Larry David had a episode where he went out with her on a date or something. Let's see what she's up to. Lucy Lawless. I mean, you know, she wasn't an unattractive girl, but she was kind of like manly looking. She is a lesbian icon, according to Wikipedia. I wasn't aware. I wasn't either. Well, let's see. She was on something in the last four things that she did. 2009, she was on Bitch Slap. Bitch Slap? Yeah, she was Mother Superior on Bitch Slap. I have no idea what that is. And then she played a construction worker in Les Chat. Les Chat? L-E-Z, Les Chat. (laughs) Okay. And then a mere nine years later, she popped up in the movie Mosley. No idea what that is. And then coming up this year, she's going to play Nunchuck in Minions, The Rise of Gru. There's no mention of her on Curb Your Enthusiasm? Well, that was the movies. I'm looking for TV now. Let's see. TV. 
She's been, seems like she's more of a voice actor now. Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. Where is Curb? I don't see Curb anywhere. Oh, there it is. 2007, she played hey. herself for one episode of Curb. There you go. So we're talking, what, uh, 14 years ago? Yeah. Looks like she's got, she's had, for the most part, since um, Hercules or Xena or whatever the fuck it is, she's um, she's basically had a Kato Kalen career. An episode here, an episode there. I, I nothing. I'm just I'm I'm looking all the way through and I'm doing it quick so I could miss something, but um I only see one two shows that she had more than like two episodes in. Yeah, well she she's sort of like a journeyman yeah. actress. Yeah, she's Jack Frost's actress sister. Pretty much. Yeah. Another fan shared Sorbo's hypocrisy. As as illustrated in four tweets from Wednesday morning and afternoon, Sorbo's first re see again. Why is everybody putting so much emphasis on tweets? Because it's very important, Neely. Really, it's 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 life or death at this point. Can't you tell? This is stupid. This, this is like this is like twenty year. Excuse me. 20 years ago, having a war on a message board. Yeah, it is. It's like, you looking at my girl? I'm going to ban you, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Well, fuck you, man. I'm taking you off my top eight on MySpace, fucker. Yeah. You're off it. Remember those days when being in the, somebody with a lot of followers being in the top eight was important? That was, again, (laughs) this is hard to believe that people in their late 50s or early 60s are even concerned about, you know, tweeting back and forth to each other. (laughs) I'm going to have a virtual fist fight with you on the Twitter, man. Yeah, man. So dumb. It is. I'm glad I'm not even a part of this. Sorbo first retweeted <laughs> retweeted a woman of course who knows who this person is it's just some housewife in Beverly Hills for all we know right who said people are storming the capital in DC right now with the actor adding it's happening <laughs> so so Less than an hour later, he tweeted, history is being made. History is being made. It was, obviously. But another hour later, he changed his tune considerably. Well, how do they know what his tune was? Well, he was humming along while he was tweeting. Is that what it was? (laughs) (laughs) he was he was humming the tune to girls 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 he was humming a motley crew tune long sword and burgundy lips (laughs) to those storming yeah please be careful do not let do not act like 
Antifa. Respect the police and know they are mostly on our side. They are simply trying to do their jobs, he said. Because you know what? If I was out there at the protest and I was thinking about causing chaos, I would certainly check my Twitter first to see what Kevin Sorbo had to say. What is Kevin Sorbo saying? Should I storm the Capitol or should I just hang back? You know what? Me and Ashley were going through that window together until I got that Kevin Sorbo tweet. Then I said, whoa, I can't go in there. Kevin Sorbo told me to stop. Right. He said, to, you know, be careful and they respect the police. Yeah. So then I stopped because Kevin Sorbo gave me advice. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Kevin Sorbo. What's wrong with people? <laughs> the final tweet was just 45 minutes after the last mm-hmm. when he claimed Antifa led the charge into the Capitol building, dressed up as Trump supporter. What what is a Trump supporter dressed like? A working man? I have no idea. I don't know. A working man with a bad beard? That's about it. What do the Capitol Police go? Trump supporter, not Trump supporter. Antifa! Trump supporter. Not Trump supporter. Antifa! I think you can pretty much pick out the Trump supporters by the big stupid Trump flags. I think that's usually a good giveaway is the Trump flag. Oh, my God. Uh, Demon in the chat room. WWKSD. What would Kevin Sorbo do? (laughs) How ridiculous is that? This whole social media. I wish people... I, I wish so social media just did not exist so stupid it's getting there it's just dumb the fan tweeted Mm. to wallace lucy here's the best acting he's ever done which lawless responded "Ooh, peanut peanut that must be some fucking dumb name made on center that they did between them or something. Mm-hmm. Sorbo never publicly responded to Lawless's tweets, though he continued tweeting about Antifa being responsible for the Capitol insurrection. Well, thank God we got the fucking inside skinny from the mind of Kevin Sorbo. Right. Because he's probably out in California and, mm-hmm. you know, the capital is 3,000 miles away, so he's he knows what's going on on the ground. That's good. That's good. Uh, Sorbo mostly recently starred in the Patient Thief. Oh, he was in that? Wow. I have no idea what that How is. How did I miss him in the Patient? Never mind. The patient well, thief. Lawless voiced Asian Queen in the animated series Star Wars Resistance. Ooh, good for her. Do you even know what that is? No idea. <laughs> I'm sure if John's listening, he can call in and give us a fucking full three-hour synopsis of it, though. I have no idea what that is. Asian Asian queen? Who's watching this garbage? John Drake. <laughs> I'll tell you who's watching. If it says Star Wars on it, John Drake. I know. 
Well, good on her. She got I two mean, episodes. I, mean, I, I hate to, you know, I, I, I appreciate people who work and who make a living and stuff, but as much as it pains me to say, Lucy Lawless and Kevin Sorbo's careers were over 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Long before the birth of all of these people that were storming the White House or yeah. the, the Capitol, rather. 30 years ago. Yeah. Storming. Storming. <laughs> it's like, I, I saw a lot of the video. I, you know, I just did that for research for tonight's show. Mm hmm. And I was just like, okay, I saw the Washington police kind of directing these people in. They kind of opened up the gates and kind of gave them a free pass, more or less. Mm -hmm. And then some people kind of got out of control. But for the most part, I didn't see people storming the gates and breaking in anywhere. I just saw people just sort of like walking in and, you know, kind of yeah. acting like douchebags. And, right. And, 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 and honestly, I, I don't want to minimize it because while these people didn't do this, it would have been just as easy with somebody with a fucking backpack bomb to come in with 50 other people and blow up the fucking, you know, the Capitol or, or a large portion of it, or a lot of our political people and what I, I mean, that that's the, that's the guys to it that I actually do think is that, you know, could have happened. Thankfully it didn't happen, but you know, the, the twisting and turning of what it was, is ridiculous if, if if people want to say this is what could have happened okay fair enough you know then they got some argument as far as i'm concerned i can't really argue that that could have happened you know I, we all saw the fucking boston bombing and those guys did that with what two two fucking pressure cookers yeah pretty much so it could certainly have happened if all these people rushed the capitol could have had a lot of dead fucking senators and congressmen and that's you know that's unacceptable this being said, the, the way the media is spinning this out of control now, of you know, that, you know, makes it sound like the fucking war scene in fucking Braveheart, you know, like we're, we're marching in and we're storming. the plane. It's like, get the fuck out of here. You know, it's, it's, it's so fucking the hyperbole is out of control. I agree. It's just ridiculous. I agree. But again, for the people who follow mainstream media, that's what they're led to believe. It's just like, oh, look at these violent people. They just rushed the Capitol building and overran the, you know, the police and they knocked them down and they ran in there and they just started destroying shit. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that didn't happen at all. And then you have top five actors like Kevin Sorbo and Lucy Lawless fucking tweeting more, more it back and forth on twitter calling each other peanuts yeah i mean when when you got that kind of warfare going on with hollywood's elite <laughs> it's like holy smokes how can this stand <laughs> these two hollywood heavyweights going at it <laughs> well, again since i'm not on social media and i'm covering this for the first time mm -hmm. i i gotta wonder how many people are actually out there believing this 
I gotta wonder how many people are actually following Kevin Sorbo or well, Lucy Lawless. I agree with that too. But and why? I agree. <laughs> Again, not not that I'm going to take anything away from either one of those actors or actresses. If no. that's what, if that's politically correct to say these days, because mm-hmm. I don't want to sign the gender. Because Lucy might be feeling like she's a guy today for some reason. Or non, non-gender specific. Yeah, non-gender specific. But my point is, is again, I, I said that the last time I heard about Lucy Lawless was when she was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. And you pointed out that was, what, 13 years ago? 13 years ago, yeah. You know, that's the last time I heard of her. No. And... God, God knows how long I heard about Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, but just think, dude. In a in a mere twenty minutes, you not only heard about her again, but you learned her pet name for Kevin Sorbo. This is a historic moment, right? <laughs> and again, their careers were over when most of the people who quote unquote are part of Antifa, right, were even born. Yeah, it's it's um, it, it's it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, what's next? The um, you know the the parlor the parlor posts of Kirk Cameron. <laughs> I mean, is, is that what we're going to start reporting on next? Kirk Cameron said, "God willing, they stormed the White House." <laughs> he is God and White House and his celebrity. Oh, God. <laughs> now, I want to know what Screech had to say about this personally. <laughs> Screech. Yeah, what did Mr. Belden have to say? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So dumb. Oh, my God. All right, real quick, and we'll end the show. All right. This was sent to me. Um, You're familiar with uh, Corey Feldman, yes? Yes, of course. All right. Well, back in the 80s, into the early 90s, uh, the two Corys mm-hmm. uh, were very popular. Right. Uh, Corey Feldman and Corey Haim, mm-hmm. who died. Right. From, I don't know, what, drug overdose or something? Natural causes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, anyway, Corey Feldman, who who is probably about our age. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing he's more about your age. Probably. He uh, has tried to extend his career and doing some music stuff. Right. I think he had a thing called Corey and the Angels or something. Look at yeah. him real quick. Corey and the Angels. Yeah, he did. And he's okay. 40, he's 49. All right. So he's close to your age, right? Mm-hmm. Corey's Angels. All right. Well, anyway. um. Corey is still trying to make a living. Good for him. Making music as a musician. He's great. He's, uh, he's, uh, you know, extended his career from being a child actor, mm-hmm. being a musician. Okay. Because, because everyone can do that, right? Of course. Well, he apparently has a new song out. Oh, good. Uh, this premiered on January 1st. Okay. Just, uh, what, uh, eight days ago. Mm-hmm. 
And it's called Corey Feldman's Rockin' Revolution. How have I not heard this? Well, it should have been mainstream radio. I eight days and I haven't been privy to the Corey Feldman single. Well, I'm I'm sure if you tune into WMMS, they're locally in Cleveland. Probably every hour on the hour. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, this is probably on heavy rotation. Uh. And if you listen to commercial radio, <laughs> this should be storming up the charts, just like the uh, Antifa members storm that's, the Capitol. That's right. Like a horned idiot in the Capitol building. Exactly. All right. Well, let's uh, do a little quick uh, down and dirty and analyze Corey Feldman's rockin' revolution. All right. What do you think? I think it's going to be great. All right, let's go. Why'd you turn it off? I was digging it. <laughs> I'm just saying that anyone these days could just like voice any lyrics over any kind of music these days and make a song. Sounded pretty good to me. All I right. I want to hear more immediately. All right. Peace. We need a rocking revolution. So much reverb. <laughs> reverb? <laughs> How about horrible vocals? You can't do your fake girl voice. And, well, and, and well, yeah, it, it's just to cover up your inability to actually sing. Oh, this is, this is a jewel. <laughs> all right. We all need a rock and revolution. So you're already singing the lyrics. I am. I know it. I dude. I've been waiting for years for this. It's finally here. Tangled with lies, causing mass confusion. Who do you think did this? Mutt Lang? <laughs> Howard Benson? There is nothing, absolutely nothing redeeming about this at all. Is this a John Kaladner joint here? Jesus. Yeah, I don't think so. 
It's pretty good. I like the fact that you threw joint in there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what is a Spike Lee? That's a, a Spike Lee joint. joint. Yeah, of course. Holy shit. I like it. Again, when you add all the uh, processing and the vocal and the, the auto-tune and the the uh, reverb, yeah. it doesn't matter if you have any vocal ability at all. Mm-hmm. You can make a song. I, I especially like the going from the fake girl voice to the Grover from Sesame Street voice. That's a fucking nice contrast. <laughs> all right. Island Screams. Cease rocking revolution. Take the streets. These guitar shredding militia. I am the Frog Brothers. We're hunting vampires. I want cookie, cookie for cookie monster. The fuck. <laughs> Have you ever watched The Lost Boys? Yes. <laughs> Where's the frog, bro? <laughs> He's apparently a really lost boy at this point. Fuck. This is a jewel. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, need, we need a rockin' revolution. Well, apparently, according to this video, mm-hmm. he did a uh, quote unquote duet with Lita Ford. Lita Ford? Lita Ford. She's involved in this? Apparently so. It's called Lethal Lolita featuring Lita Ford. Wow. I'm I'm gonna see if that's available. I'm gonna type. Oh, this I must here. hear that. Lita Fort boy. It's like, is she really whoring herself out to Corey Feldman? I guess fighting for custody of her kids costs a lot of money. Lethal take any gig. Lolita. Lethal Lolita. I don't know if it's available or not, but uh how do you fucking how does she handle that phone call? Hey, Lita, it's Corey Feldman. Got this great idea for a song, and you'll fit perfectly on huh? Right. I want to work with you. Yeah. You know, I was trying to get Lizzie Hale, but she laughed me off. But I figure you you could use the dough. I have you on. Is it not available? I'm looking. Lita Ford. No. Damn it. We'll have to wait for that one to come. Yeah, because it's too new. Mm. All right. It says Lethal Lolita featuring Lita Ford. Can't wait to hear that. All right. Here we go. (laughs) 
Well, getting back to this. Yeah. There's another song on side B. Oh. Called Dream a Little Dream 3.0 featuring Mickey Thomas. Oh, I can't wait to hear that either. <laughs> of course, from Jefferson Starship. I just want to say to Tommy Crash out there, if my fucking Scars song sounds like this, I'm going to come to where you live and beat you. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> Could you bury those vocals any deeper? And, and even with all the processing on it, he's still out of tune. <laughs> the hell? It's the first time I've ever seen auto-tune reject a voice. <laughs> Whoever thought, man, you know what? Corey Feldman has like a great melodious voice. I, I think he would gr be great on a record. You know. Why do I think that Dr. Dre was sec secretly producing it? And once he started, that's what gave him the aneurysm. <laughs> he started working. I was like, oh, my fucking brain. Right. Jesus. Wow, it's just like an, a lot of noise to fill out the end of the song. Sounds like Alice Kuki in action. <laughs> so there you are. Wow. Congratulations, Corey. That's going to be a big hit. <laughs> big, big time. Yeah. Wish COVID would end now so we catch the tour. <laughs> so at this point, why would anybody buy that? Dude, what amazes me is he still puts asses in the room. Does people, he? People go to those shows. Fuck yeah. Why? Because he's Corey Feldman? He's Corey Feldman of the Corys. All right. Fucking licensed to drive or whatever movie he was yeah, in. Or, yeah, wasn't he in that? <laughs> he was. Yeah. You know, that's it. Or or what was the what was the one where they were all little kids? They saw the murder. Oh, well, Gremlins was what was it? Gremlins or the one where they saw the murder, wasn't he in that? Oh, um uh what was the hell the name of that song or that 
movie. I don't remember, but it, it was like a big Stand By Me, maybe. Well, they didn't see a murder, but but he discovered a dead body. Dead body, yeah. By by a railroad track. Stand yeah. by me. Yeah, stand by me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to see his career took a straight upward <laughs> trajectory there. <laughs> he went from that to fucking this music. Right. It's all the way up. Still sounds better than anything Richie Blackmore's ever done. <laughs> Well, I will be by Rock and Revolution this week. There you go. By way of Jeff Bezos, Amazon.com. I'll bet you'll buy Rock and Revolution before you'll buy Made in Japan. Right. <laughs> as long as I can get the Lita tune. Yeah, we got to have the Lita tune. Right. There we go. Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to get out of here. All right. Cool. Since you haven't picked a tune at all tonight, I'm going to let you pick a tune to take us out of here. All right. I'm going to pick a tune from the band Triumph. Ooh, Triumph. I want to hear some Triumph. Some Triumph. I would like to hear from Edge of Excess. I would like to hear the song Troublemaker. Okay. How did that come to your mind? Um, it popped up randomly in a playlist that I was listening to during the week. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I didn't know the song at all. And it just was a really cool song. So I just did what I do. I wrote it down on my little list. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll triumph. Mm-hmm. Canadian band. Out of Canada. Yeah. That, that band. Yeah. The band that isn't Rush. What was as good as Rush? But they sound like them. They sound like them, too. All right. All right. What's the name of the tune again? Troublemaker. All right. Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Troublemaker. Mm-hmm. It's on edge of excess. All right. I have to dig it out on the old Spotify. It's not on YouTube? Well, it might be. I say I I know that's where I heard it was YouTube. YouTube music, which I should be fucking canceling, but I'm not. I'm a traitor. You are. I am. Dum 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 dum. Um Triumph. What is it called? Troublemaker. Trying to make it see, triumph. Is the Edge of Excess album there? Oh, there it is. I got it. All right, cool. There it is. Troublemaker Triumph. Nice. All right, we're going to get out of here. We will be back next Saturday, hopefully. Yeah. If uh, the whole internet doesn't shut down. And uh, Trump doesn't retake the presidency. Right. And there isn't a blackout. And all the other conspiracy theorists going on out there. Right. Who knows what's going to go on in the next 10 days? We'll see. We have um, fans out there who are telling us that uh, things are going to happen. I guess we'll see, won't we? 
I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, be prepared. Yeah. Go out there and withdraw a lot of money from your account if well, you have any. Put it in a Bitcoin. Hit me up. I'll put you into Hyperfund. Exactly. So uh, we'll be back next Saturday night, God willing, if you still believe in God. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to leave you with Triumph. So here it is. It's Troublemaker. So this is Neely along with my very good friend. Ying Su. <laughs> my new Chinese name. All right. Adopt that name because yeah, it, Ying might, Su. it might help you survive. Might. Might keep my head from getting lopped off. Exactly. So until next Saturday night, this is Ying Su along with Neely Su. And we're gone. Bye, kids. We'll see you. All right. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? And you know what else is a lot of fun? The CMS Podcast Network. That's right. CMSPN.com is the address. Make sure you go over there. Make sure you watch the episodes there. You listen to the episodes there. And maybe you even just subscribe so it's delivered to your phone, to whatever podcasting software you use. But do it from cmspn.com. Once again, cmspn.com, cmspn.com, cmspn.com. We'll see you next time, fucks.